so today, uh, I want to jump into John chapter 1. I, I, I got a couple scribbled notes in here, but I, that's about all I got. Because I, I have been living with this text for so long that it just overwhelms me to the point that I can't wait to share it with you. John chapter 1 gives us a picture of how to fix our world. Now, I don't know about you, but I am so sick and tired of turning on a news show and hearing somebody's opinion about how horrible America is. I mean, I'm just wickedly sick of hearing that. I mean, honestly, I don't know about you, but I love America. I don't mind telling you I bleed red, white, and blue. I believe in this country. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I know we've got faults. I know we've got failures. But I don't see lines of people dying to get into any other country on the planet. Do you? What, what, I, what I know is this, that you pick whatever the problem is in America. I mean, you might say, well, well Chuck, we're, America's still racist. Okay. Well, Chuck, we, we, we've got this problem. We've got we to fix the southern border. Okay. Well, Chuck, we've we got a problem with Israel and Hamas. Okay. You say, well, Chuck, you can't just say okay. We've got to have some solutions here. We've got to fix this mess. And I'd say, well, at the risk of sounding extraordinarily elementary, let me just stop and say, you get Jesus in the right priority of all those problems, they'll all get fixed. You figure out what's going on in your world, and you get Jesus in the right priority of your life, it'll get right. You say, Chuck, there's nothing that's that simple. Well, okay. I'm of the belief it is. The problem is we, we look at Hamas and Israel lobbing missiles and we think, well, at least we're not doing that. Well, we lob them too. We just use keyboards. And we hide behind some name on social media and we blitz somebody and we just tear somebody up and somebody doesn't believe like we do and we just blitz them, you know? Or we, we find some company who did something we didn't like and we just, let's all boycott them. And then, then we find some preacher who says something we don't like and we just go after him. Or we're part of some local community club and we don't like what somebody said, we just go after them. And I think God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit sees the foolishness of America and how we're treating one another and just shakes his head and said, if they just get me in the middle of it, I'd sort this out for them. But you see, the, the problem is it's an individual choice. There's, there's, there's a big move afoot in the world that, that's called corporate salvation, where if you belong to the right church, you're good with God. Or you, you give to the right church, then you're good. Or you act a certain way collectively, you're good. Okay, so the biblical word for that is hogwash. I mean, that's deep inside the scripture right there. Because see, the scriptures say to us over and over and over and over and again about God that he has never changed, we are. He's never run away, we do. But it is an individual choice of how we see Jesus. The entire world is hung on this one piece of scripture in John chapter 1. What do you, not as a couple, as a person, as an individual, where do you stand with Jesus? Now listen to what it says in John chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. 
The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, the short version of what this is actually saying is that at the beginning of time, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, we give a lot of credit to God the Father, creator and sustainer of the world. And it's like, way to go, God. Created man and woman, created everything there was. But this scripture is saying that God was not alone as God the Father, that God the Son was right there with him. That Jesus always has been, Jesus always will be, and Jesus will never stop being Jesus. That from the very beginning of time, God the Father and God the Son were there together to create this world. Now you say, well, Chuck, I thought there were three parts of God. Okay, let's go back all the way to the beginning of Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, according to John 1, Genesis 1 is absolutely on point, but you could read it this way. In the beginning, God the Father and God the Son created the heavens and the earth. You say, well, well Chuck, where's the third part of God? God the Holy Spirit. Well, hang with me. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. Now, if you know your Bible, then what you know is that where darkness exists, it is a picture of sin. It is a picture of not having the presence of God. So the rest of the text says in Genesis 1, and the, are you ready? The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. There he is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God in his triune being always has been. I mean, we have this belief that Jesus became Jesus at Christmas because that's when he was born. No, Jesus was there when in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Jesus came to be a part of our humanity at Christmas. But God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit always has been, always will be. Now, if you go back over into John chapter 1, it continues and says, he existed in the beginning with God, speaking of Jesus, and God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. Now, you might say, well, that sounds repetitive, Chuck. Well, it is. But it, it's making a point here that there is nothing that Jesus did not touch and create in the creation story of all mankind. So if you read the creation story and you know that God created the heavens and the earth, the understanding we must have is that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, as one God, three parts, created the heavens and the earth. And there was nothing created that Jesus was not there to create, including you. There is nothing created that Jesus was not, it was not created through him. You were created right where you are. You were created by God. And as, as a reason for that, you were created in and through and by Jesus himself. So Jesus didn't show up in the scene in the Old Testament. Jesus always has been. So when you put your life into the hands of Jesus, you're putting your life into the hands of the triune God who made all things, including you. This is why God is so zealous to have all of your heart because the one who created all things wants all of those things to worship him and not someone else. But I fear that in America today, we've decided to make parties our denomination, as in Republican and Democrats. And we've taken their platform and turned it into our scripture. 
Now, the word for that in the Hebrew is sinful. Because, you see, we're not going to fix America with a sharper party. We're not going to change the world for the better by a different platform. We're going to change the world when individual men and women choose to get Jesus in the right priority of our life. As a result, their homes get Jesus in the right priority of their life. And the where they work and the businesses they run get Jesus in the right priority of their life. When young men and women who are hitting the world and the campuses put Jesus in the right priority of their life. And when we elect men and women who have Jesus in the right priority of their life, we'll see Jesus start to take over what we once thought was a party and a platform, and we'll find out it was just a Savior. But this is why this is so important. Listen to the rest of it. God created everything through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created. Now, when you read this, you've got to remember, every time you see the four-letter word, Word, you could replace it with Jesus. So the text says, Jesus gave life to everything that was created. Now watch this. Before you were you, Jesus knew you. When you became you, he knew you. When you needed him, he knew you. And when you called out to him, he knew you. And Jesus today After his death, burial, and resurrection, he hung around 40 days and then ascended back to heaven. And he's sitting today beside God the Father in heaven. And he's doing one thing right now for you. Are you ready? He's praying for you right now. You know what he's praying? That you would take him seriously and put him in the right priority of your life. Chuck, my my marriage is whacked out. Get Jesus in the right priority of your life. My kids are whacked out. Get Jesus in the right priority of your life. Ma'am, I, I don't know how to run my business. Everything is just out of whack. COVID's driving me crazy. Get Jesus in the right priority of your life. And you say, but Chuck, there's no way that can work. Try it. Because see, we Americans, we're so proud of ourselves being self-starters and independent. And all the while, I think Jesus is saying, come on, you don't really believe that, do you? How's that working for you? Every time I turn around, I think the Lord is saying, but, but you keep going further and further and further away from me. Why don't you come on back? And see, the problem is, it's not America, folks. It's us individually. We've got to settle this. The text goes on and says, and his life brought light to everyone. His life brought light to everyone. If you go back to Genesis 1, what we found is that the earth was covered in darkness. It was formless. It's covered in darkness. Jesus comes on the scene to speak creation into reality. And as he does, he brings light to that darkness. It's no different than darkness picturing sin in our heart. Because he brought light and life shortly thereafter. Adam and Eve heard Satan say, if you go ahead and eat that fruit, the one thing that God told you not to do, you can be just like God. I don't know about you, but I I hear that in 2021, and I think, how dumb could they have been? You you, you had everything. You had the whole garden. I mean, you could run around naked. I mean, come on, how good could that be? Well, maybe that's not so good right now, but... Matter of fact, I know that's not a good idea, and you don't need to get that in your head right now. But they had life made. They had perfection. And they heard Satan say, but if you do this, you can be just like God. So you know what they did? 
I want to be just like that. So they grabbed and they ate. And from that moment on, darkness entered into our hearts. And the only thing that replaces darkness is when light shows up. And the only way light shows up in us is when we choose to become, like that song said, a child of God. Listen to the text. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Meaning once Jesus arrives, the darkness is gone. It runs. It flees. It gets out of there. Listen to the text. It says in verse 10, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Now, you, you say, well, Chuck, where does that text fit into my world? Well, now watch this. Jesus chose to arrive humanly into this space and reveal himself first to the people of Israel, who if you've read the Old Testament, you know that that's God's chosen people. Which, by the way, I could give you ten more reasons, but it's one reason we got to stand with Israel. I mean, seriously, we, America's got to find a backbone and stand with Israel sooner or later. I promise you, if, 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 you, if you attempt to try to say, listen, I'm going to be an enemy of Israel, God is not going to bless that. In no possible way. But he came to the people of Israel. You know what the people of Israel said at, in large? We're still waiting on the Messiah because you don't act like a king, you don't look like a king, you don't talk like a king, you don't ride in in chariots, you rode in on a donkey. You, you're poor. You're normal. How could God ever choose somebody normal to do this? And then Jesus shows up and a guy can't hear and now he can. A guy can't walk and now he can. A person is let down through a ceiling with, with, with the person that he'd never walked before. And Jesus says, get up and go. A woman comes by with a 12-year disease and touches his hem and is instantly healed. And in the midst of all that, Jesus is describing for us, I am the way, I am the truth, and ooh, I am the life. And no man passes to the Father except through me. Jesus, the son of the living God, came and they said, no thanks. You think about Israel and Hamas right now in Palestine, you think, why is this going on? Because Israel's still waiting on a Messiah and Hamas wouldn't know him from apple butter. You say, but, but Chuck, but, but we know these things. Why are we so messed up? Because we have not truly believed these things. Individual, one-on-one. -on -one. To the degree that it has changed our nature because of the presence of Jesus in our life. Well, listen to this. I love this. Verse 12 says, But to all who believed him, speaking of Jesus, and accepted him, speaking of Jesus, he, speaking of Jesus, gave the right to become children of God. Come on. Like, you ever wonder how we pick the songs we sing? Well, you just heard it. Because what we sing is Jesus music that absolutely supports or comes directly from Scripture. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I mean, now watch this. You, you can listen to enough TV preachers. You can listen to all those folks that want to rant and rave on TV. You can listen to those knuckleheads that tell you you can send in $200 and they're going to kind of bless you. You can listen to all those scam artists you want to. All right? Listen, that, that, they are straight from hell, I promise you. But at the end of the day, 
We were all created by Jesus. But he gave us the right to become children of God. And how? How then do we become children of God? You say, but I, I thought we were all children of God. Well, in a means of speaking, we are because he created us. I mean, we, I get that. Here's the good thing. God created us all. God loves us all. And the great thing about his love is that he doesn't give up on anybody. That he doesn't love one over the other. He, do, he doesn't love somebody who's been faithful to him for 50 years any more than he loves somebody who just right now is saying, but I want to be that person. He loves you equally. But he says, if you want to become my child, you just call on my name. I mean, he didn't even make it complicated. He didn't say, you have to walk an aisle. You don't have to join a certain church. You don't have to be a part of a denomination. He even went so far to give us a picture in the New Testament and said, I don't need you to give up anything. You know how many people tell me, Chuck, I'll, get, I'll come back to church. I'll come back to Jesus when I get all my junk fixed. Jesus even came along and said, stop trying to get rid of your junk. Just give it to me. I'll fix it. But I wonder sometimes, do we really believe that? Or, or, or do what we want to do is just let Oprah fix it? I mean, Oprah can fix it. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. But Jesus said, you get eternal life, and you get eternal life, and you get eternal life when you call on my name, and then you become my child. So you think to yourself, wait a minute, Chuck. What does all that result in? Listen. Verse 13, they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Somehow, some way, like we do all things in America today, we took the two words born again and made them political. That is just the single dumbest thing I know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am so tired of getting mask shamed because we politicized a face covering. I mean, we politicize everything. Well, you're right or you're left because you do or you don't. And Jesus comes along and said, listen, you're not going to fix America with Democrats and Republicans, with donkeys and elephants. You're going to fix America with me. But listen to what he says. If y'all going to clap, clap. Stop golf clapping. Verse 14 says, so the word Jesus became human. That's Christmas. Like he's always been, but at Christmas he came to be a part of this world. But why would he do that? Because he knew we would need a Savior. You know why we need a Savior? Because of our sin and selfishness. There was enough sin and selfishness in the world. There's enough in this room to cause Jesus to die. And you say, well, I, I, thought, I thought the Jews killed Jesus. No. Well, I thought the Romans killed Jesus. No. I did, you did. It's our sin that killed Jesus. And in the midst of all that, so Jesus, the Word, became human and made his home among us. Now, those two words, among us, this is not hanging out at a coffee shop for 10 minutes before you go to the office. Among us is he came to reside in us. He came to live within us, to occupy us with grace. We hear the term occupy and we think to ourselves, this is a conquering army. But Jesus came to live within you to give you peace and joy, fulfillment, contentment. He came to give you power and hope. He came to give you life in abundance and life eternal. Jesus came and decided that if you'd allow him to, he would occupy you with grace. 
But it got better. I'm telling you, it got better. I'm so sick of golf claps. I just, I really, y'all just make me want to throw up with these guys. Bless the Lord. Bless y'all's heart. So the word became human and he made his home among us. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. How many people do you know that has been faithful to you every day of your life? I know one. And his name is Jesus. How, how many people do you know that is full of unconditional unfailing love I only know one that's Jesus who always has been who always is and always will be and then listen to the last verse and we have seen his glory the glory of the father's one and only son well Chuck I, I, I want to get fired up I want to see the glory of God well, just invite him in your heart. You get all the glory you want. Well, just speak of his name. You'll get all the glory you want. Well, just tell somebody about Jesus being the priority of your life. You'll get all the glory you want. Because the truth is, you've got all the glory you want. Our problem isn't there's a shortage on glory. Our shortage is on the people that want the glory. But then, Jesus didn't make it complicated. He, he, he didn't give you a list of rules. As a matter of fact, he didn't even give you a religion. I get so ticked off when I hear people talk about Christianity as a religion. We're not following a man. We're not, we're not chasing after a church. We're, we're not concerned about rules. We care about Jesus, the son of the living God. And the only thing that matters in this world is this fact that the word has always been, will always be, and I want to chase after him. Why? I want to see the glory of God. Well, Chuck, my home is in desperate need of the glory of God. Boom. Ask for it. Well, Chuck, I, I need to go fix some things before I can expect the glory of God. No, you don't. You just need to trust Jesus. Bam. Glory of God. Well, Chuck, I... I I, I want to go to a church that believes in the glory of God. Well, then get fired up about Jesus and bam, the glory of God. There was an evangelist years ago. His name was David Ring. Pal, you remember David Ring? David was born with a, a birth defect and he, he couldn't talk quite right. And he kind of limped and hobbled everywhere he went. And he flew all over the world. And he had one message for the whole world, which is appropriate for you today. He'd get down to the end of his sermon and he'd tell the story like I did about Jesus. He'd talk about the glory of God. He'd talk about how Jesus came. And then David Rang would look at you with that warbled mouth off to the side and his body half crooked. And he'd look at you and say, what's your problem? <laughs> and I'd think to myself, I'll tell you what my problem is. My problem is I don't put Jesus in the right priority of my life. And you say, what's your problem? And people say, my problem is I need Jesus. Today, here's what I want you to hear. What's your problem? What in heaven's name are you waiting for? Well, I, I, I want my life to get together. It's never going to happen apart from Jesus. Well, I want my family to be healthy. It's never going to happen apart from Jesus.
Well, I want America to get... It's never going to happen apart from Jesus. Well, we need more... No, we just need more Jesus. So today, I want to give you the opportunity to say, Jesus, step into my life. Become my Savior. I want to thank you for dying for me and raising from the dead for my sin. I deserve the punishment, but you took it. Jesus, I, I want to accept your gift of heaven and the gift of an abundant life here while I'm on earth. Because I want to live for you. I'm tired of living for me. That's just not working the wet way. And friend, if that's the desire of your heart, man, listen, Jesus died on a corner with people walking by in a busy street. He didn't die in a closet. He died in a world where we couldn't help but see him. That's why it just drives me crazy to say, bow your head and close your eyes and nobody's going to look around and all that stuff. So today, I'm going to invite you. Maybe it's the first time you'd say, Chuck, I need Jesus in my life. It might be some of you say, Chuck, I need to put Jesus in the right priority in my life. It might be for some of you, Chuck, I've decided that I'm going to share with the world that Jesus is the priority of life. And any one of those three, if you want to make that stand today, stand up right now. I don't want to make it easy. Just stand up. All it takes is one or two or three or five or ten. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's right. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all stay standing up for a minute. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. 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 Listen to me, if you're standing right now, here's what I know, that the God of all creation is pitching a party in heaven in your name. I mean, they're not up there going, oh, bless the Lord. I'm telling you, there's dancing on streets of gold and they're having a time because you said, I want to put Jesus in the right priority of my life. God bless y'all. Thank you so much. Amen. I keep doing foolish stuff like that and I keep thinking, one of these days, there ain't nobody going to stand. You know, the good news is that didn't have anything to do with me. That's Jesus talk right there. So here's what I'd encourage you. Fill your life this week with Jesus talk, man. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Father, thank you for the time to be with these folks today. As we celebrate these graduates in a moment, let us celebrate them with the prayer that they would put Jesus in the priority of their life throughout all of their school or military or work, wherever they're headed. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I want to show you this video real quick, and while I do that, our graduates are going to join me on the stage, but I think you'll enjoy seeing some of these kids, where they're headed, and kind of a little bit about them. So guys, go ahead and roll that if you would. Hi, my name is David Armu. I'm going to be a graduate from North Carolina High School, and I'm going to be attending UGA in the fall to major in biological engineering with a biomed focus. After that, I'm off to med school. Hi, I'm Harrison Burns. I'll be graduating from Beaufort High School in the fall. I'll be attending Geneva College where I'll be studying mechanical engineering and playing baseball with the Golden Tornadoes. Hello, my name is Nick Claypool. I'm graduating from Lanier High School and I'll be attending all of the Nazarene in the fall to study exercise science. Hi, my name is Christina Quadra. I'm graduating from North Gwinnett High School and I'll be attending the University of Alabama in the fall to study education. My name is Emma 
Emma Foster, and I'll be graduating from Lanier High School, and in the fall, I'll be attending UNG at Gainesville. Hi, I'm Braylon Garnier. Um, I'm graduating from Lanier High School, and I'll be attending Georgia Southern University and majoring in biology. Hey, my name is Jordan Goldsmith. I'm graduating from Mountain View High School. I plan to attend Sanford University and study engineering physics in the fall. I'm Jack Goldstein. I'm graduating from Lanier High School, and in the fall, I'll be attending Anderson University of the Cross and pursue business. Hi, I'm Jansen Harris. I'm graduating from South Forsyth High School, and in the fall, I plan to attend Sanford University. Hi, my name is Noble Hill. I am graduating from Lanier High School, and I plan to attend Kennesaw State University in the fall, where I plan on majoring in biology and continuing my work with Chick-fil-A, where it is my pleasure. Hey, my name is Wesley Vig, and I'm graduating from North Carolina High School. I'm going to attend Georgia Tech in the fall to study environmental engineering. Hey, my name is Adam Knight. Uh, I'm graduating from North Carolina High School, and I'll be attending UNG Gainesville in the fall. Hi, I'm Hannah Knight, and I'm graduating from Beaver High School, and I'll be attending Georgia Southern University in the fall to major in business marketing. Hey, my name is Caden Knudsen, and I graduated from Lanier High School. In the fall, I'll be going to Georgia Tech to major in mechanical engineering. Hey, I'm Rebecca McReynolds, and I'm graduating from North Gwinnett High School, and I'll be attending the University of Georgia in the fall. My name is Selena Osorio and I'm graduating from Lanier High School and I plan to further my education at Georgia State University majoring in early childhood development. I'm Landon Peterson, I'll be graduating from North Carolina High School and in the fall I'll be doing full-time real estate as well as pursuing business. Hey, I'm Reese Robertson, I'm graduating from North Carolina High School and I plan on running cross-country and track at Mercer University as well as studying biomedical engineering. Hey, my name is Matthew Rowe. I'm graduating from North Gwinnett High School, and I will be attending UGA in the fall with a major in computer science. Hi, my name is Jaden Russell. I'm graduating from Lanier High School, and I will be attending Barry College in the fall to play lacrosse and pursue nursing. Hi, my name is Aaron Schneider, and I will be graduating from North Gwinnett High School. I plan on attending Mercer University and studying mechanical engineering. My name is Rylan Serna. I'm graduating from Lanier High School, and I will be furthering my football career at Colbert Stockton College. Hi, I'm Gabby C. Fuentes, and I'll be graduating from Lanier High School and going to Georgia State University in the summer to pursue a double major of neuroscience and social work. Hi, my name is Imogen Simpson. I am graduating from Mill Creek High School, and I'm going to Gwinnett Tech to major in veterinary science. Hi, I'm Ellie Smith. I'm graduating from homeschool. I plan on attending Georgia College State University and majoring in psychology. Hi, my name is Savannah Smith. I'm graduating from Lanier High School, and I plan on attending Auburn University in the fall. I plan on majoring in criminal justice. Hello, my name is Caden uh, Spaeth. I'm graduating from Lanier High School, and I plan to go to Georgia Southern and major in sports management. Hi, I'm Crystal Stevens, and I'll be graduating from Mercury High School, and I'll be going to Georgia Southern University as an honors graduate, and I'll be studying nursing and minoring in business. Hi, I'm Avery Savela. I'm graduating from South Forsyth High School, I'm attending Valdosta State University in the fall, and I plan on majoring in exercise physiology to become a physical therapist. My name is Jordy Whaley. I'll be graduating from North Gwinnett High School, and in the fall, I'm attending UNG Oconee and majoring in business. My name is Ozan Young. I'm graduating from Duluth High School. I'll be attending the University of South Alabama to major in the exercise science and minor in business. Yeah. This is your class of 2021. I tell you, for all the amazing things that they have done, 
and endured through adversity. I am so, so proud that they've made it here today. So I'm looking at some of them and the amount of bling and, and they got like curtain ropes hanging and jewelry and all this. And some of them look like they have the Mr. T starter pack going on with all their accolades. I never got any of that for some reason, Chuck. I, I don't get it, but... Lillian has so many things around her neck that I, don't, I can't even imagine what's going on there. I'm telling you. So as much as they've accomplished, and there are some brilliant, brilliant students up here. Um, a, a while back, someone made the point, when is a teenager the smartest person in the room? Even a teenager with maybe below average IQ, when are they the smartest person in the room? When they realize the truth, of Proverbs 1-7, that the fear, the reverent fear of the Lord, worshiping him and truly recognizing how awesome he is, Amen. it is the beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge. And I'm so proud that these students have heard that message loud and clear because of you and because of what you've done to support what Pastor Chuck has done to lead well and have a heart for students and children in this community. And so I want to thank you. And I've invited a couple of our students, um, Adam and Reese. Y'all go ahead and step forward. Uh, I've invited them to share a few words with you, Adam Knight and Reese Robertson. I want to say a thank you on behalf of this class. All right, so first I just want to um, really say thank you to all of our parents on behalf of all the graduates. Um, we w really wouldn't be here without you. Um, just constantly pushing us and uh, encouraging, encouraging us um, in our walks with Christ and in school and every aspect. And uh, thank you for our leaders always being there. It seems like you guys have been there um, every Sunday, all the retreats, all the camps, everything. So just thank you for continuously um, pouring into us and showing us truth. Um, and so the past few months, my prayer, not just for this church or for friends and family, but for the church, the body of Christ, uh, has been that of Paul's in Thessalonians where he says, so we keep on praying, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to do all the good things your faith prompts you to do. And so um, that's really just been my prayer that we would all um, collectively seek the Lord and seek to live a life that pleases him um, and not pleases the world. Uh, so that's just my prayer really for all of us and that as we continue into the next stage of our life that we'd be willing to... Um, to step out and to be confident and be bold for Christ and that um, he would give us the power to do all the good things that our faith prompts us to do. Hello, my name is Reese Robertson. In behalf of the class of 2021, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you to the students and children ministries who work together every week to provide for the students and children that walk into these doors. I have had the privilege to call this church my home for the past 16 years and have always been encouraged, loved, and supported by not only this class, but by the adult leaders who serve as a part of the church. Thank you to our wonderful small group leaders who are always there to support us and help us grow in our faith and to the students and leaders we are today. The class of 2021 would not have been as successful as we are without the support and care of the student ministry leaders 
such as Trip, Joy, Karan, and our small group leaders over the past several years. These adults and many others have served in summer camps as well as Sunday morning and Wednesday night programming, and we are thankful for their leadership and dedication to this church and our generation. Thank you to the parents and families who pour into us Christ's word and teach us to build a solid foundation of faith for us to stand. Thank you for being role models of what kind of Christ follower and person we should grow up to be. Joshua 1.9 says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I pray that this is what the class of 2021 will cling to as we move into the next chapters of our lives. That through difficulties, we are reminded that Christ is with us no matter where we are or what we are going through. Thank you. Amen. Wow. Reese, Adam, great job. Pastor Tripp, one of the things that uh, is special about this class is in a day where a student pastor is at a church less than three years, these folks have had one student pastor through their whole career with us at Sugar Hill Church. How great is that? Yeah. And Pastor Tripp, everything, including headed over in a minute to Buford Community Center to celebrate these kids. What an honor and a joy it is to see your leadership in it. Let me pray for y'all. God, today, bless these young champions. Give them the courage and the wisdom to lead well, to make wise choices, to honor you in all they do, and allow them to succeed wildly as they seek after you and attempt to change our world. Let them do it in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. Now, would you stand with me? I want to leave you with this blessing. Today, this Jesus we've talked about and graduates, this, this Jesus we've talked about today, let him go before you and make a way and make your crooked path straight. That's what he does. Let that Jesus go before you. Oh, my goodness. Because he, he, he wants to do this for you. Let him go within you. And bring you peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment. Because he is always good and you are always loved. And when your days become difficult, and they will, let him come behind you and pick you up and carry you, not around the problem, but right through the middle of it. Only to set you down victoriously on your two feet and wipe away your tears. And kiss you on the forehead and wrap his loving arms around you so that you will know firsthand, up close, when you hear your Savior say, my child, I love you. I am so proud of you guys. Church, I love you. Go in peace.